Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bold Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. Creating and maintaining effective boundaries is one of the cornerstones to scaling a business. And as my guests this week prove, sometimes the simplest boundaries can have the greatest impact. Ness and Laura are two bold darling members who have each made giant strides in setting their businesses up to support themselves and their clients and their families better in recent months. Ness is the owner of In Order Business Solutions, a bookkeeping practice in regional New South Wales. And Laura is a counsellor and podcaster who works with both couples and individuals and runs a fully online business. In our conversation, both women share the tipping point that forced them to re-examine how they were running their businesses, the challenges and mental blocks they had to change in that approach, the simple boundaries they each put down, and the huge positive impact those boundaries have had, how they navigated when others tested those boundaries, and also the greater good that we can contribute to when we do set and maintain our own boundaries. I'm really excited to bring you this conversation. I am endlessly proud of these two women and what they have created and achieved before joining Bull Darling and also as part of the group as well. And if you are curious to know more about Bull Darling, I'll be talking more about it in the coming weeks because doors are opening next month in September. I really hope that Ness and Laura's stories act as both an inspiring but also accessible case study for you as you consider what changes you could make in order to scale your business or your career more effectively and more sustainably. Let's bring on my conversation with Ness and Laura. Hello, Ness. Hello, Laura. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having us. So good to have you both. I haven't actually done like a panel style interview for a while, so we've already been chatting before we got on. So I'm like, I need to be, yeah, we need to answer the questions as well. I'm, I'm so excited to be chatting with you both. So you're obviously both Bold Darling members. And as I was sharing just before we started recording, I haven't actually had Bold Darling members on the show for a while. So I've been really thinking on you know, what are the real success stories and the wins and the breakthroughs that I've been seeing come through in the group over the last few months. And you both immediately popped into my mind because I think 
You have both been, you've got very, very different business models, as we'll talk about in a second, very different customers. But I think the similarities between your journeys around really setting your businesses up to serve you better. I think it's just so wonderful what you've managed to create and really keen to, if you're happy to do that, to share the lessons and the insights and the step-by-steps of what you've both done during this episode. Amazing. Thank you. So first of all, Ness, can I jump to you and just ask you to share a little bit about your business? So it's obviously called In Order Business Solutions. What do you do and where are you in the world as well? Where am I? So I am in a little village outside of Dubbo in central New South Wales, for those who aren't in Australia. I have a bookkeeping business. It's just me. I have been doing that. I went all in on my business in 2020. So the first year of COVID when other people were losing their jobs, I quit my part-time employment. I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's probably timely to talk about this on this podcast today because one of the big drivers for doing that was it was coming into the September school holidays and I would be working three days per week while my child would have been sitting in front of the television and Mm. I had a good look at myself one day and said, why are you running your business part-time and working also for somebody else? So, yeah, 2020. But I originally started it back in 2014 after I had my first child. I had to go back to my previous role as a financial planner full-time or not at all. So I chose the not at all option because that wouldn't have worked for our family situation. And I actually look back now and think at the time it was really hard and I felt awful, but it's probably the best thing that I did. Got it. So you stepped away from financial planning completely to go into bookkeeping specifically. And then you did that for, I'm just doing the math, you did that for six years, part-time, like as a side hustle while you were also working for someone else. And then 2020 coming into kind of September school holidays, you said, okay, I'm done. I'm going all in on my my side hustle. The side hustle became the main hustle. Yes. Love. Exactly. I had one of my close friends started her own, it's a health practice She started it and she had worked on it for four years and she started it in late February 2020. And then obviously shit hit the fan. I don't know if anyone had a tougher first year in business as she did. I'm such respect for her. And she's just going from strength to strength now. So good to see. Amazing. Thanks for sharing, my dear. And Laura, how about you? Can you share your background in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in 2016, but I really approached it as a hobby to be completely transparent and honest. It was fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a hobby. My daughter was little. And so I sort of just did it in amongst a whole other thing, a lot of other things. And then in the last, I'd say two to three years, it's been a serious business. Yeah. (laughs) No longer the hobby mentality went out the window. And I was like, no, this is actually what I want to do. And so I got really serious and really focused on it. Yeah. So what was your main hustle while you were doing a side hustle? So I am a qualified teacher as well. So I would do casual teaching or different as well. And then was doing this on the side. And yeah. And so that's kind of how it developed. I just kind of decided, no, I needed to get more serious and be more focused on the, on my business and it's what lights me up. So it became like no longer an option. It felt so good to keep going that I just, yeah, that's why I made it more of that clear delineation. That's so good. And just so everyone is aware, obviously I'll mention this in the intro as well, but your business is relationship counseling. 
Yes. So when you were doing the side hustle, was it relationships or like couples? Because I know you work with individuals as well. What was the side hustle back then? Yeah, it was interesting because I just started off really like it was just more individual counseling or kind of whatever came my way, to be honest, because, you know, I really just approached approached, (laughs) Yeah, I just approached it as it was fun. So it was like whatever kind of came my way. And to be honest, it a lot that came my way was relationships. Mm. And so it's kind of naturally progressed that that's where I'd go. And I just found that I really enjoyed working with couples. It's something that I like kind of got off a call and I was like, don't get me wrong. There's very, there's a lot of serious things to it, but I felt like I I enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed, you know, the time together and bouncing off and a lot of unique challenges that come with couples, which mm. I kind of enjoy troubleshooting. But that's true, isn't it? Because it's not just, you know, if you're doing individual therapy, it's around like the individual and what their challenges are. But if you're looking mm-hmm. at a couple, it's it's obviously two sets of people's challenges, but then also how they bounce off each other and how they trigger each other. That's really cool. hundred percent. There's a lot of dynamics there that you need to look at. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So sorry, my dear, just remind me. So when did you go full time with the side hustle? Oh, this is a very good question. It's stretching my brain. It's been two to three years and I'm trying to think exactly. Similar to Ness, it sounds like, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Bet that. Amazing. And the challenges that each of you are experiencing, so I'm going to dive right into it because I think the challenge that each of you are experiencing are A, are not unique. You know, In the Bell Darling group, we see a lot of this challenge coming through around people really feeling that their business, it's almost like the tail is wagging the dog and not the dog wagging the tail. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. You know, really the business... Life and business being set up all about the business and its requirements rather than necessarily about what's optimal for each of you and how you want to run your business. So I'm, and I know that everyone listening, so many people listening will be having a similar challenge as well. So can we look at the before? So I love doing like tap to tidies on my Instagram where I go like, this is before I decluttered this cupboard. And then this tap to tidy way just thinks it's hilarious. He's like, are you doing another tap to tidy? And then we just had a lot of work done. We've got an investment place in Australia. We had a lot of work done. And he called his dad and said, dad, can you do like a tap to tidy? Can you get a before and after? And his dad still hasn't sent through the befores and it's driving him crazy. He's like, I want to do my tap to tidy. So Thinking about, Laura, where you are, you know, before when you were, mm-hmm. I need to be really clear here, yeah, none of us on this session, this, this conversation is saying, we've totally nailed it. Our boundaries are 100%. It's so easy now. I think it's more about those incremental shifts that each of you have, been, have made. And I talk about this so much in my work and my books and the podcast and with all of you and Bull Darling, that it's not about making these seismic changes that that feel, you know, totally just different from what we were doing. It's those small little tweaks and changes that A, are a lot more achievable to actually start, but B, they're a lot more sustainable to maintain then as well. So Laura, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, the before you did start to get more intentional about how you were going to manage your energy in the business? Yes. So I actually got to a point in my business where I was really busy, which was really amazing. However, I was busy, but also my calendar was all over the shop. I would do calls at eight o'clock. I even remember doing one at nine o'clock, which was... This is PM, just to be clear, yeah? Yeah, which, you know, I'm actually one of those people that are early to bed and early to rise. So it very much didn't work very well for my energy at all. It's really fighting against your body rhythm. Yeah. So my sessions were all over this, like, you know, clock and, you know, they'd say, I've got kids and, you know, all the things. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it then. And you're like, so have I. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so I just, you know, I guess I was in the mentality of let's just do it. And I didn't really think too much past that. It was like, they were there, they needed help. And I was like, all right, how do we make this work? And I just kind of where I went. 
as so much of your business is made up from couples, you've got a situation where you're not just trying to work around one person's availabilities, it's two availabilities. And then assuming, you know, many couples that you're working with do have kids, you're also trying to work around the kids schedules and so on. So yeah, it's really kind of pushing out for what's what's most optimal for you as well. So what was the impact that that was having on your life then and your energy? I was exhausted, like <laughs> really, really exhausted. I was depleted. I pretty sure I stopped ceasing doing anything for myself. I have kids myself. So evenings meant time with my partner and time with my kids, although I'm very intentional around those things still. So it didn't completely slide, but it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Like I love my evenings yeah. <laughs> with my kids and with my husband. So it was like, oh, like it was very much like I was torn, I guess. And yeah, so that put, I think the torn feeling also put that kind of energetic strain as well within me because I was like, you know, wanting to be in two places at once and it it did not work well. It did not work well, especially as I got more clients. Yeah. Yeah. And those, yeah, those windows, those evening windows kept going and going. And I remember just seeing you, it's probably about three months back now in one of our tutorial sessions and mm. I could see you were visibly really upset and just absolutely, you know, really running on fumes at that point. And we'll get to what you did in a moment. And uh, Ness, how about you? So can you give us your your before your tap to tidy oh. before you started to get really intentional about your energy and your boundaries in the business? Yeah, it's very much like Laura. I've never thought of myself as a people pleaser, but I was really out to please my clients. And so was meeting, we have obviously in my job, I have the ATO deadlines, but then they had other deadlines that they wanted to meet for various things that they may have forgotten to tell me about. And so all of a sudden their things became really urgent. I was taking meetings during school holidays. Again, not ideal. And I also have a two-year-old. So I was working early, very early mornings, late into the night, as well as dealing with a two-year-old most of the day by myself. But it was really just letting the client dictate to me when I was available or when they needed me, I made myself available. Yeah. Yeah. But very similar to Laura. I was very, I'm very tired. I felt like I had no actual quality time with my family mm. because I was always thinking about, oh crap, I should be working. Mm. Yeah. And can I just touch on as well, this is something I actually just experienced last week. So as we were recording this, I had a, a retreat to Ibiza last week. And I remember a business coach I worked with many years ago talking about, it's not the doing of the thing, it's the headspace that it takes up in the run-up to doing the thing. So Laura, for you, for example, you know, knowing that you're going to be online at nine o'clock that night, you don't start thinking about that at 8.45 p.m. You're thinking about it the night before, all day long. So it's definitely the physical time that we have to spend doing things that, you know, are beyond the realms of what we would feel comfortable doing are willing to do, but then it's also, it's the headspace that requires. So last week, as I was saying, I was in Ibiza and I had arranged to do a talk for a not-for-profit that I love. I love their work. And it had been booked in six months ago. And then when I looked at doing this retreat, I booked it reasonably last minute. I booked it like three weeks before I was due to go. And I knew that smack bang in the middle of the day, I was going to have this session with this not-for-profit. And it was just thinking, about, okay, where am I going to do it from? Because like, I don't want to disturb anyone else on the retreat. And have I got my talk ready? Is the Wi-Fi going to work? Plus, you know, being aware, I was in the meditation class, kind of checking my watch, going, okay, I need to leave now if I'm going to, you know, having makeup on, on retreat, all the things. And it really changed my experience of that morning on the retreat. So that's obviously quite a, a very specific example. But, you know, for you, Ness, knowing that you've got a meeting coming up in the middle of the school holidays, it just doesn't just impact 
that day, it's the weeks in the run up to it and thinking about, okay, is the baby going to be asleep? And if he's not asleep, what am I going to, you know, it's, it's all the kind of the moving around that as well. So I just want to touch on that, that when we do sign up for commitments in our businesses, you know, whether they're things that we're super happy to do, or they're just kind of not quite working for us at the moment, regardless, they're still going to take up the headspace. I think the headspace is just as valuable as the time space that these things take up. So Ness, can I jump to you then? So what what have been this subtle, and I know this is the beauty of what you've each done, it's not throwing your whole business out the window and going, okay, that's it, I'm going to start all over again. You've each made very subtle shifts that have had massive impact, and I've seen it. Now, checking back in with each of you after you've been making these changes in our Bold Darling sessions, I can see it in your energy when you're sitting there when you first come online. It's so visible. So Ness, what have been the changes, the subtle changes that you've put in place in your business? Probably the biggest one that I've done is really communicate with my client. I have the best clients. I'm just going to say that. I really do. I'm blessed. And just communicating with them that, and they all knew I had a baby. They were all quite amazed that I didn't really take a lot of time off. But, you know, the work that I do and I'm by myself, I really couldn't. But then just reiterating to them that, it's school holidays. I also have a school-aged child. So your work will get done, but during school holidays, I'm actually quite, you know, I like to spend time with my family and they come first. And as well as being great clients, most of them have children and families of their own. So they understand that. There was a couple of clients who wanted to have meetings in school holidays and it took all my power, but I just said, no, look, school holidays doesn't work for me. I can do the week before or the week straight after. And it was really hard to press send on that because the old me was like, <laughs> oh God, I might go somewhere else. But that's probably the big, just the communication. Can I just pause you there, my love? Because I don't even think, yes, I think kind of the surface level worry is that they might go somewhere else. But I think the deeper level, particularly when you know people pleasing has been a pattern that we've run for pretty much our entire lives till now, it's like, oh, they won't like me. Like they're going to be angry with me. They won't like me. I mean, that's the kind of the real inner child <laughs> feeling. If I say no, they won't like me anymore. So I think that's, and I think you've raised a really good point, Ness, as well. It's with, with, with setting boundaries, you know, whether it's in relationships or in business or whatever it might be, it's almost like the setting of the boundaries, the easy bit, you know, sending that email saying, hi, client, just letting you know, this is how things are going to be from now on. That's the easier bit. I think the more challenging bit is when people do, ask for something that is beyond that boundary that you set. And then you've, you've then actually got to say no. <laughs> so much yeah. harder. Yep. And you did it. Yeah. To send that initial email out to them all was really easy. And and before every school holidays now, I think we've had a couple of lots of school holidays since I joined Bold Darling. You have, yeah. I have, six I have sent yeah. that email and, uh, out to say, you know, it's school holidays, I'll be available if it's urgent, but if not, things will get done afterwards. But yeah, definitely sending out that email to the client that, and it's really funny because they were then going on holidays and I was, I sat there and I'm like, well, why is that holiday more important than my school holiday? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not. So yeah, just the communication. And I've really worked hard also to get things going in my what would be back office if I had a team of people mm. and make sure that I am up to date and on top of things on a weekly and monthly basis instead of waiting every quarter and then things always being a rush. Yeah. it's Yeah. I've really seen that with you over the last few months that you've really gotten into the driving seat. And I think particularly when we had systems and organization month and bold darling and your support month, you really ran with that and really implemented what you were 
yeah, learning and applying within in Bull Darling. It's been really, really good to see. And I think also something you said there, Ness, about like you've got the best clients. I think this is the thing. It's like when we're saying we're putting boundaries in place, it's not because our clients are so annoying and, you know, they're trying to just extract our blood for no money. It's more just that, you know, as with anyone, if there's no clarity in place, well, of course, people are going to ask for things at random times of the day and month because they don't know that that's not what you want to do. For all they know, you could be, Laura, for example, a raging night owl and you love being online at 10.30 at night. <laughs> they don't know, you know, if we're not being clear with the, I guess, the guardrails around what what is and isn't workable for us as business owners, well, how is anyone else meant to know? You know, so I think that's... So Ness, what impact has that had for you now? As you said, you've had two rounds now of school holidays since you started implementing these changes. What has the difference been for you personally? I could actually enjoy the school holidays. I didn't have that sense of dread of like, and that juggle upcoming and the whole level of mum guilt of, well, he's now 10 year old sitting and watching television or playing his computer game while I do work that's not really urgent and that can wait. But it's just, I don't feel that guilt. Yes, I still do little bits of work. Laura, I like to get up really early. My brain works best so I can get Mm -hmm. a couple of hours of work in before anyone gets up. But my son and I have been able to go to, we've got a very good local zoo here in Dubbo, if anyone's ever been or... I'm dying to go. You've told me about it before. Yes. Awesome. So we took our bikes and went, took the day and went for a bike ride around there and had lunch and did nothing. I think the recent school holidays, we went to the movies for a couple of hours. I'm like, oh, come on, mate. You had to come here this morning. So we'll go to the movies for a couple of hours. And yeah, it's really reiterated to me why I work for myself so that I can be flexible around my children and it's probably put my them more front and centre more so than my clients dictating mm. to me schedule. I actually feel like I've got tears on my eyes as you say that because I just think about your 10-year-old and almost 10-year-old and you just say just thinking like he will remember that day that mom just grabbed him and took him to the movies forever. You know, he'll remember that day at the zoo and this is what it's all about, you know, creating these businesses that enable us to, yes, do brilliant work and serve our clients and have impact and make money and all the things. But that flexibility that a business gives us, and I never talk about freedom with the business. I don't believe it's that. I think it's the flexibility. I mean, you cannot put a monetary price on creating those memories with your son. I mean, that's just beautiful. Well done. And isn't it an interesting thing that maybe you might not have put those boundaries down for yourself? But the fact that it was almost coming from maybe a more altruistic place that you wanted to create that space for the kids, maybe that's an extra motivator. It's extra juice in the tank to actually go and make those changes. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Well done, my dear. Well worth it. (laughs) So good. And Laura, tell us what changes did you make? So you were really kind of working. I think you were doing like four nights a week at some point, were you? Did I remember that right? Yes, I was doing four nights a week. That's a lot. And, you know, it's not like with small kids that you've got the option to laze around in bed until nine o'clock the next morning. I mean, you were up and you're on. What time do your kids get up at? Oh, it's like, you know, anywhere between five and six, often 5 a.m. wake up. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was a lot. It was a lot at the time. And actually, can I just explore with you for a second? Because you were doing that for a few weeks. Like the business was really picking up. You were getting these clients drop in. And your business is very automated, isn't it? So people would just jump in and grab that spot. Is that how it worked? Is it like Calendly set up or was that more manual? At that time, it wasn't. No, it was more manual at that time, but they would, they would just book in like at the end of that session or whatever so for the next one and they would say can we do nine and you're like yeah yeah of course no problem <laughs> it was always usually like the same time and day and it would just transfer to the next week it was just a self-perpetuating <laughs> yeah yeah same time next week 
And you're like, please no. So what was the, I guess I'm going to call it like the low point that you went, okay, actually tapping out, this is not sustainable. Because I know you were you were quite emotional in one of the Boulder yeah. sessions, as you know, pretty much everyone in Boulder has this been at one point or another. That's always my thing in a session. I kind of, I can pick something up and I go, are you okay? And that's when it's like, it's that question, oh. see? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? No one ever asks if we're okay. We're so focused as women, making sure that everyone else is okay. So when I say that, you know, whether it's in a mentoring session or a bold darling session, and it's real, it can be very confronting for, for a lot of women because we're just not used to being asked. So what was that low point? What was the point where you just went, okay, Dom, this isn't working anymore? It was definitely on that call. Like, I mean, it was <laughs> it was leading up to, like, to be honest, like I knew I had the, okay, let's shut this thing down. I'm done. Like, how do I make this stop <laughs> for a while? Like I had the whole... We've all been there, my love. Yeah. Like I was like, do I really want this? Like a lot of questioning occurred. I was, yeah. So I was at that point leading up to that bold darling session that day <laughs> and probably the few days prior and then when we had a conversation it was something that I never really realized I always put scarcity to money but I never put scarcity around time yes and so when you said to me that you know it's really like a mindset around scarcity around time my brain was like oh no I don't do scarcity <laughs> so I was like okay gotta <laughs> fix this <laughs> when you like so as soon as you said that I was like oh my goodness like what am I doing it is a thing, time scarcity. I mean, how many people go around saying, I'm just not going to have an, I found myself doing it. Was it last night? Yes, last night, because I'm in the middle of relaunching my new website tomorrow as we're recording this. And it's been so much work. Like the team has done most of it, but it's been a lot of just kind of coordination time. Mm. And I was thinking like yesterday evening, and I found myself going into time scarcity mindset of, okay, I want to put the kids to bed. There's still like laundry that needs to be pulled out from the roof. We dry our clothes on the roof up here in Spain. And there's also, I need to review that lead magnet for Stacey, a graphic designer, and check those last programs. And then I was like, oh, Lorraine, you're in full scarcity complex, like scarcity mindset around time. So it is a thing. Like we need to kind of be mindful of it and pull ourselves back. So what did you do? So after that, I literally went onto my calendar and started blocking. I blocked out all my evenings. Nice. I mean, all of them. I was like, no, we're like, so I made it a firm decision that any new clients I bought on 4 p.m. was my last time to see me. Yeah. And I knew that in time, I'd probably work, like change that time slot as well. But I just picked a place to start. Finishing at yeah. five felt like amazing compared to what I was doing. So <laughs> so, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all new clients was very clear expectation that my sessions, my last session is four and I finish at five Yeah, and it was just sort of finishing up the other ones as well and also moving them earlier and just making more space for that. But I also really was like, okay, well, I'm blocking all this time out and this is what it's for. I was literally like reading books to my kids. Like I really made it super meaningful mm, for myself. So that's, I love that. So you're actually in your calendar. It wasn't just saying no meetings or no sessions. It was saying reading books to kids or a bath time or a dinner. I love that. Really specific because you can visualize what you would be doing with that time. Yeah. Mm, great and, tip. Yeah. And so moving, reading your books to your kids feels pretty rough. So I purposely made it that way. So it was like... A lot of mom guilt probably kicks in when you're doing that. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, and made it so those times were set in in all the evenings. So I really stuck to it. Yeah, love that. So good. And then just kind of dialing more into the mm. legacy almost of the existing clients, because I think it's a really great place to start. And mm. as you both know, we've been talking quite a bit about pricing because last month in Bold Darling was Abundance Month. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, I was 
kicking some people's asses quite clearly on increasing their prices. Yes. I'm not going to name the member who hasn't put her prices up for 15 years. So yeah, we've been really pushing, pushing that agenda, I guess, in Bold Darling and over the last kind of month or so. And what we were saying is an easy place to start with that is to increase prices for new clients coming in because it's almost like it's an easier conversation to have. So how did you manage that then with the legacy of clients who were used to you being available at 9 p.m. and now you're saying, actually, no, I'm not anymore. How did you tackle those conversations? So the way I tackled that was I limited the evenings I was available. So I had made basically, I guess, a verbal agreement, you know, that we could do sort of later evenings. So I felt like I really wanted to honor that. So I just, instead of four evenings, I think I went, I think originally I went down to two went evenings. To two, did you? Yeah, I went yeah. to two and that was a lot better. And then I kind of just was, and then I went to one and yes, then I, like weaned them off. Yeah, kind of. And was just like, well, and at a certain point I was only available then at like, you know, five or four or like, you know, and then I'd always be like, well, actually this is only available this week. And yeah, that worked that. a lot That's better. That's a really great way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So good. And then can I actually, you're both sparking so many thoughts for talking. I'm loving this. Thank you. Just what you were saying there, Laura, about, you know, I know you are such an amazing professional and you will do an incredible job, but I would imagine the quality of session that you can deliver to your clients at 4 p.m. is quite different to probably what you could do at 10 p.m. So, and that's for you as well. You know, if you're trying to juggle a two-year-old and a nine-year-old, and trying to think about, you know, what activities you're going to be doing with that day. And you're trying to give your kind of full focus to a client at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. The standard of, you know, the level of presence and focus that you can bring to that client is probably not going to be what it would be. You know, I'm obsessed with your co-working space. You know, it's not going to be the level if you're sitting there on a Wednesday morning and they've got your full focus and you've booked a meeting room and you're there in the zone. So I think this is the thing to remember as well when we are setting our businesses up to serve us better is with any business, the more optimally it's set up for the business owner, the more optimal the experience we can deliver to our clients as well. So it can feel that it's almost like that short-term pain of putting those boundaries in place. But then the long-term gain is that ultimately you're giving them an extra 10, 20% of quality in terms of what you do. Would you agree with that, Ness? Do you feel like you're performing better in your business as a result of having these school holidays free? For sure. Like, And even... During school holidays, like I still send my child to daycare for his two days a week and then I can be fully focused on my 10-year-old, which is great. He's great company. But definitely I'm not trying to – I don't half-ass things. I am then being their mum and having fun in school holidays and then the work that I do do early of a morning while everyone's still asleep, I'm fully focused on. But I leave all the hard stuff to once school goes back and once we're back into our normal routine. But yeah, during school holidays, they were not getting the best of me when I'm trying to juggle all of the things to keep everyone happy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. How about you, Laura? Do you feel like the standard of, and again, I need to be really clear. Yeah. I know that neither of you would ever intentionally work with client. Go oh, on. It's not going to be a hundred percent. You think you're giving a hundred percent, but then, and you know, I've had this experience myself when I finally sorted out the sleep situation here in Spain, because I work very, very early in the morning. You know, once I figured out the sleep situation here, I mean, it's like I've got an extra 20% in my tank that I didn't even know was missing at the time, you know? Mm. Would you feel the same, Laura, with with how you're working with clients now? Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned sleep because what was actually happening for me is I would be like, okay, well, I'm winding up for my day so often at like yes. you know, three o'clock or whatever. And then I was so on and like so present because that's 
how I do my sessions, it, by the time I was finished, I was awake. Like there was no putting me to sleep yeah. and I needed like another three hours to wind down. And so. Yes. And plus, you know, you're on effect. screens, you know, you've got that whole, your circadian rhythm is just out the window. Yeah. 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 It was a massive knock on effect that just perpetuated each day. And then up at 5am with the kids. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Hashtag not fun. So how do you feel it's changed then with the work you do with clients as a result of you putting these boundaries in place? Well, I think if you bring a different energy to it to begin with, you're like, mm. it's, I don't know, you're switched on in a different way, if that makes sense. You're, the level of presence you can bring because you're not exhausted from, you know, such a late night the night before, it, it does add to it. It definitely adds that level. Like, I suppose there's a lot that I have to see in clients as well. There's a lot of very subtle things that they're doing, a lot of nonverbal. Yes, you have to be so tuned in. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't want to be missing any of that stuff. <laughs> you know, so it definitely makes a huge difference. I find that I'm also probably able to do a lot more clients in a day based on the time frame. Which is ironic, isn't it? You think you wouldn't be because you're not doing that night shift, but actually you're doing more. That's gold can definitely do more yeah. I love when when we're working with our therapist Robert myself and my together and like Robert will see the flick of my eye like he's so tuned in and he actually interestingly he the latest session he will do with us is 3 p.m Australia time because he's like I'm not fully on but yeah he's so perceptive I'm like I didn't even know I did something how did you see it or like he'll even hear like the slightest little sigh he'll go Lorraine did yeah. you notice Wade sighed then I'm like no <laughs> Glad you're here, Robert. So good. So now as a result of you, each of you, you know, unlocking this level of setting your business up to serve you better, what's your next, almost like your next horizon in your business? What's that next goal that you're working on within your business to really, because I think when you find out these things, you kind of hack the system and you go, oh my God, I don't need to be working 11 PM or I don't need to be, you know, trying to have the phone in one hand and the kid on my hip and then the laptop and they're trying to set up the Netflix for, you know, the nine-year-old. What's that next horizon now that you're each working to? Ness, what are you thinking? Because I know we just did our quarterly planning a few weeks ago for Bull Darling. Yeah, my next big horizon is to get one more day of daycare. So I will then have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with my two-year-old in daycare and they will be dedicated work. There will be, I think, every fortnight I do payroll for a couple of people and that might happen on a Monday. But other than that, work will be done on Tuesday to Thursday. And then it is shut the computer down and down tools. And it will need to be something very urgent to make me work outside of those hours. And that is... Someone has to be bleeding. Yes, yes. Or the ATO needs to be knocking on their door. But Yeah, yeah. That's probably more likely. Yes. <laughs> I just need, if I can get one more day of daycare, because I can, in my, those days at the co-working space, I get so much work done because all I have to be is a worker that day. I don't have to get anyone snacks or change nappies or do anything else. And if I could just get one more day, it will mean the absolute world to me. Oh and then gosh, as well you're going to be unstoppable with that extra day. And like you said, then it means that Monday and Friday, then you are fully present with your two-year-old as well. I love how it's almost like the school holidays experiment has been like that. It's been an experiment and you have done such a brilliant job of making that happen that now it's almost like you're giving yourself permission to expand that into other parts of the family, isn't it, in the business? Yes, exactly. Like if it worked then, well, why can't we make it work? 100%, yes. Three days a week. Yeah. yeah, love that. How about you, Laura? What's this next horizon for you when it comes to really setting the business up to serve you and your energy and therefore your yeah, clients, the obviously? Yes. Yeah, so the next horizon is really, I guess, I'm pretty passionate about getting education out there in terms of relationship education. 
So almost finished my online course. And, yes, you are. Yeah, and yeah, and just looking to get more information out there into the world because I just things just not taught on it, and it mm. it irks me. <laughs> so it's such it's a mindset, isn't it? Yes, it, really it should is. be in schools. It should be everywhere, and. Yeah. So that's really my next thing. I really just want to get as much information out into the world as I can. And I'm working on a lot of different kind of like low cost products and things like that to help people move forward in their relationships. So powerful. And obviously you've got the podcast as well. What's the name of the podcast? Yes. So it's Relationships Turned On with Laura Press. I love your podcast name. So because you're brainstorming about Bell Darling when you said that, I was like, oh my God, so good. Yes. I wasn't sure, but then yes. I love it. So catchy and memorable. And I think that's the thing as well that you just shared there, Laura, is that when we are rested and our business is set up to serve us, we've actually got the headspace and the time and the energy to go and create these extra things, which means we can have even more impact with our clients as well. So it's kind of a case of, you know, no one needs to be a loser here. Like everyone wins, the clients win, you win, families win, partners win, everyone, everyone gets to win. And if you were to think about, you know, what are the kind of the key steps that you talk in order to do this? I'm just trying to kind of join the dots between what each of you are saying. I feel like there's something around advanced warning, like letting people know and giving them a heads up far out, like t- plenty of time out. So for you, Ness, obviously that was emailing clients when I would imagine school holidays, like a full month away at least saying, this is what I'm planning. Laura, for you with any new clients coming in, just letting you know, this is how my sessions run. I'm available on these times. Have I got that right for both of you? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Gold. And then I think there's also a level of reminding people, because I know I've had team members go, like Sam will say to me, hey, I'm going to Queensland for a week. Sam's my ops manager. I'm going to Queensland for a week in three months time. And like she tells me that I'm like, oh, lovely. And that's straight out of my head. So, you know, <laughs> she needs to remind me, Lorraine, just reminding you. It's in my calendar as well, but just reminding you. So I think there's something around that as well. Would you agree? And keep bringing people back to Yes, just remember, I did say that I'm not available on school holidays or yes, remember, I'm not available for 9 p.m. sessions anymore. So just I love Jim Collins, the author of Good to Great. When I saw him speak a few years ago, he said that everything I learned about leadership, I learned from parenting and everything I learned from parenting, I learned from leadership. And it's so much of it's just repeating yourself, (laughs) just reminding people, reminding our kids. Is there anything else that either of you would add to that to make it the seamless transition that you've both experienced? I wouldn't. For me, it's just communication. That was my biggest thing. Yeah, just being honest and communicating with the clients and they appreciate that. And yes, they do get a reminder or if they email me over the school holidays, I'm like, yep, sure, I'll deal with it after school holidays. So everyone's human and we all forget. So I think just, yeah, keep the communication happening. Yeah, I love that. How about you, Laura? Is there anything else you would add to that? I'd say write it down for yourself first and get super Mm. clear on why you you want that boundary in place because- it makes you stick to it because sometimes it's really difficult when they're coming, people are coming at you and, you know, they've got many good reasons as to why, mm. you know, you should work at this time or day or whatever. And I think for me, it was writing it down and being really clear on, no, this is actually why it would be at this time of day as opposed to later on and I love that. getting solid on that first. I think that's great because that becomes your North Star, you know, whatever you write down is your why, that's the North Star. And I love how you then really integrate that into your calendar, being very specific about what you would be doing with that time instead. And I think yeah. it's really clear, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be something you're doing for other people, but also maybe it's a yoga class or it's you're catching up with a friend, you know, we don't have to immediately sub out that time for time serving other people in different parts of our lives as well. And this has been so inspiring. And I just love that, you know, for each of you, they were such simple changes. You know, we didn't have to fling the whole business, you know, Laura, you didn't have to close the business down and start all over again. 
It was just about you making those subtle changes. And I'm so grateful to you both for sharing your story because I think in hearing how other women are setting their businesses up, first of all, it gives other people, you know, people listening, the model of what it looks like in order to do this and reminds them that it's not the huge, big, epic changes. But then secondly, it gives them permission to do the same. So I'm really, really grateful to you for for sharing your stories because, yeah, you are trailblazers without even knowing it. I know that there's going to be women who message me on Instagram having listened to this episode who say, I didn't realize it could be such a small thing. And, you know, Ness doing that or Laura doing that or you sharing the right in your business, what you have changed. Yeah, it it makes a huge difference. So thank you. No worries. It is just the small things. And like, yeah, I didn't think it would be something so simple as communication. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting here with a relationship therapist who will probably tell us communication is everything. I'd imagine 99% yeah, of the problems you experience with your couples, Laura, is communication. Yes, all day long. <laughs> if our relationship therapy is anything to go by. Ladies, is there anything else you would love to add, you would like to add that maybe you feel like you haven't gotten a chance to share as we've gone through this conversation? No, I'm all good. Thank you. Thank you. Laura? Yeah, no, I think we covered a lot. I think we covered a lot. And I just say, if you're thinking of setting a boundary in your business, do it. Do it, do it. (laughs) Do it. Amazing, ladies. Thank you so much. Love having you as part of Bold Darling. And I love that you're both wearing your red tops and I didn't show my my signature red for Bold Darling today. So thank you so much for being part of the group and thank you for being yeah so generous with your time and, and sharing your story. There they are, the wonderful Bold Darling members, Ness and Laura. If you would like to connect with Laura, please go to laurapresscounseling.com.au. You can also connect with her on Instagram at laurapresscounseling or listen to her brilliant podcast, Relationships Turned On with Laura Press. You can also connect with Ness on Instagram at Hill, and I'll pop all of those links into the show notes as well. As I said, doors are opening to my Bold Darling Mastermind next month. So really, really excited to bring you some more stories from Bold Darling members and share more about the program in the coming weeks. Thank you so much again for joining this week's episode and I will talk to you again next week. I loved having you join me for this week's episode. Please do connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening. Thank you.